It's Hard to Believe, the podcast that brings you absolutely true but very hard to believe stories. I'm your host, G Wiz. Now let's get into it. The Lion Tamer and the Shark. Caution this story contains descriptions of shark attacks. On Saturday, July 1st, 1916, 28-year-old Charles Van Sant was visiting the resort town of Beach Haven, New Jersey with his family for the Independence Day holiday. There was a heat wave that summer, so Charles, like thousands of others, went for a swim before dinner along with his dog. Mr. Van Sant hadn't been swimming long before he started shouting back to shore. The other swimmers paid no attention because they thought he was yelling to his dog. An alert lifeguard saw that the water around Van Sant was filling with blood. He dove in, and with the help of another swimmer, they pulled Van Sant to shore. Once on land, they could see that his entire left leg had been stripped of all flesh. Charles Van Sant was carried to a nearby hotel, where he unfortunately bled to death. There was speculation that a sea turtle had attacked him, because, at that time, people did not think of sharks as anything more than large fish. They were not considered dangerous to people at all. That's hard to believe because countless seamen have been killed by sharks ever since the invention of sailing. Nevertheless, there was no sense of alarm. The heat wave and the swimmers carried on as normal for the next five days. Then, on Thursday, July 6th, a 27-year-old Swiss hotel worker named Charles Bruder was cooling off in the Atlantic Ocean, just 45 miles north of the first attack in a town called Spring Lake. Bruder let out a scream. At first, witnesses thought he had tipped over in a red canoe. Then they realized that it was blood coloring the sea red. Just before he fainted, Bruder told his rescuers that a shark had attacked him. Unfortunately, he also died as a result of blood loss while being rowed to shore. This second incident triggered a national news sensation. Coming at the height of summer and during a heat wave, these two attacks were devastating to the local tourist industry. Several prominent scientists held a press conference to calm the growing fears. They admitted to being surprised that a shark would attack anyone at all, but they assured the public that a third attack was extremely unlikely. To further appease the building anxiety, a bounty was issued and hundreds of sharks were killed. Lifeguard Benjamin Everington said that he had to fend off a 12-foot shark with an oar along Asbury Beach, which caused the government to close the beach until they could erect a steel wire mesh fence in the waters offshore. They also hired armed guards in boats to patrol the area. The entire country became shark-obsessed. Actress Gertrude Hoffman did as the public announcements advised and splashed the water vigorously when a large shark approached her while swimming at Coney Island. It's hard to believe because this is the worst thing you can do. Splashing will trigger a shark's hunting instinct because it mimics a fish in distress. On July 12th, four days after the second attack, in Keyport, a small inland town located 30 miles north of Spring Lake, a basket-weaving factory decided to close its doors early due to the extreme heat. An 11-year-old factory worker, yes, I said 11 years old, his name was Lester Stillwell, he took advantage of the lucky break from work and he and some friends went swimming. Not at the beaches, which were mostly closed, but in town at Matawan Creek. They were more than a mile inland from the ocean. The boys and everyone else in town ignored the warnings of local resident and sea captain Thomas Cottrell who claimed to have seen an eight-foot shark in the creek. The lads were splashing about on Wyckoff Dock when they spotted what they thought was a large dark log in the water. That is, until a dorsal fin emerged. In a panic, the boy scrambled for safety. Young Lester was climbing up out of the creek when the shark grabbed his legs and pulled him underwater. The other boys ran for help. Despite the earlier shark attacks on the beach that week, 
no one in town believed that a large shark would travel a mile up a freshwater creek and attack a person. Assuming that the boy had suffered a seizure, the men of the town came down to the dock to see for themselves. The men dove into the creek looking for the boy's body. Watson Fisher, a 24-year-old tailor, found what was left of Lester's body. As he was bringing the lifeless child to shore, a scream and a splash shocked the townspeople. Mr. Fisher was being attacked right before their eyes. The bite caused Fisher to lose the boy's body. Despite being rushed to the hospital, Watson Fisher also died of blood loss and became the fourth shark attack victim in a shockingly short 12 days. A mere 30 minutes after that attack and before word had time to spread as Mr. Fisher lay dying in the hospital, another shark attack occurred downriver just a half a mile away at Clifford Beach. Joseph Dunn, a 14-year-old vacationer from New York, said he could feel his leg going down the beast's throat as his brother and a friend played tug-of-war against the monster. Two days later, on July 12th, a lion tamer named Michael Schleiser of Barnum & Bailey Circus was fishing just a few miles from the mouth of Matawan Creek. A great white shark circled and then attacked his boat. As his boat began to sink, the amazing Mr. Schleiser used a broken oar to fight for his life. He stabbed and bashed at the beast until it finally died. Back at the docks, the stomach of the eight-foot great white was cut open and 15 pounds of human flesh came spilling out. The attack stopped and eventually the beaches returned to normal. Despite massive damage to his leg, after two months in the hospital, 14-year-old Joseph Dunn would be celebrated as the predator's only survivor. Oh yeah, Mr. Schleiser, the lion tamer turned shark killer, he also happened to be a taxidermist. He stuffed and displayed the shark for years on Broadway. Yes, that Broadway, until it disappeared into obscurity. It's hard to believe, but this real-life summer of terror would become the inspiration for the best-selling novel and Steven Spielberg blockbuster, Jaws. You can find links and more information about this topic and our complete library at our website, hardtobelieve.blog. Thank you for listening. This has been Hard to Believe. I'm your host, G. Wiz, asking you to please like and subscribe for exclusive content.